0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. All right, it's April. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. We've had our 50th episode, part it's M and part B. It's almost the end of April. almost the end of April. We are like, both it's the fully vaccinated. We are completely, we've been vaccinated fully. How's J&J? J? It's been three weeks and one day since we got our vaccination. I'm
1: glad one of us pays attention to anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying new seltzers today. New seltzers. It is Michelob Ultra organic seltzers. They recently put out a new one, and it has mango, apricot, mixed berry, and citrus. So, that's what we're drinking today. Yum. White Claw has iced teas out, so we have to try those next time. A double time. yum. And the, I like I was saying, the... Um, Fizzy. Fizzies have a... Uh, New one out. I don't remember what the flavors were, mm-hmm. but I just remember thinking all four of them sounded good. Yay! Yes. I like the Vizzies, too, because they have the vitamin C. Yeah, exactly. So it makes me feel better. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm putting something mm-hmm. actually good in my body.
1: A hundred percent. And, like, obviously different levels to that for the both of us, but I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm basically being healthy. <laughs> this is good for me. I need this. Um, We saw Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It was so. Why have Mortal Kombat if you're not going to like lean in and do the whole theme song?
0: That's all I have
1: to say. <laughs> there
0: was not enough Kitana. There was not enough, which there was zero Kitana. Yeah, there, was there was not, not enough, enough Melina teeth, and then there was definitely. He yeah. had like thirty seconds of Melina teeth, yeah. in the show and, and then she got for no reason. Come on. I want to see Melina teeth all over the place. Yeah. And I want Mortal Kombat theme, theme song playing essentially the whole motherfucking time. And stop giving it so much plot. Plot. We don't need plot. It's fucking t- Mortal, also, Mortal Kombat. This guy's, like, weird
1: <laughs> gold armor was just, like, a sad yeah. leather shirt it that looked look like very it was good. supposed to be sort it did of muscles. It didn't look very good. I don't fucking
0: know. I don't know. It didn't look very it looks good. like when like the those leggings that they have that look like muscles, but if it was gold. It wasn't very it was weird. I just kept looking yeah. and I was like, it doesn't look like his skin. It looks like he's wearing a shirt.
1: Yeah. Well <laughs> so many times we we're like, did they did they say this character's
0: name? <laughs> so didn't realize they said Luke's name. I was like the whole time. I was like, is that him? I mean, I assume it's him. It looks like it would be it him, and his character sense. makes well, also, sense that it would be him. Did they say his name? And then F someone just called like, him Lou at some point. I was like, they must have said his name, and we missed it. Is this main character somebody who I should fucking know about or not?
1: Is he gonna be a Scorpion? Is he not gonna be a Scorpion? Is he just gonna be a weird dude in a shirt? <laughs> I guess that's it. But like, why? You have a thousand characters yeah. yeah like we would like to give you the backstory of this one that no one cares about of scorpion's child spoiler yes.
0: yeah that was a spoiler i, I don't care
1: it's a it's a bad spoiler it a, yeah it wasn't it's more because when that happens you're like why there is wasn't
0: this? even a mortal combat yeah
1: that's actually true
0: <laughs> what am that. i here for yeah not Molina's teeth not what I come teeth. For. Not for my babe. No. You have to watch the old Mortal Kombat. It's so awful and so good. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Our podcast has already had more Mortal Kombat in it than the other one
0: did. So you're welcome. You're fucking welcome. Uh, You can
1: give us your money instead of HBMX.
0: What? No. We already told you, anyways, any, everything you need to know.
1: Yeah, there's some people, you're not going to understand why they are there. You'll be like, are Molina's teeth ever
0: coming? They'll sort of come, and, and then, then she will die. So yeah, so that was that. Um, Sam Bucky. Sam Bucky is over. Sam Bucky is over. It was very good. It was very, very good. We both cried. We, there there is emotions. Yeah, I cried a couple times. There um, were a couple episodes I cried is, for. There were emotions. Yes. I'm pretty happy with how it ended. Mostly, I wish there... And this just falls to I still think that they spent wasted too much time at the beginning of the yeah. fucking series with that first episode of nothing where they did Sam great. I don't think they gave Bucky enough at the end, but that could just be my Bucky obsessed. I mean, that's probably a little bit of it. But I think they could have give like they did a ton with Sam, which as mm-hmm. they should. And I don't think they should have done anything less with Sam. But they also should have given Bucky a little more time. Now we just have to wait for Black Widow to mm-hmm. finally come out. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Episode 51. 51. Here we are. Yeah. It's our first episode. I'm of- going to officially put us on season two this episode. Ooh. All right. I'm Brittany vitrino or I'm Martha Bartlett. And this is But, but First, first let's, let's, talk let's Talk Nerdy. Clank. Clank. Mm. That one's good, right? Tasty. This one's good, too. It's
1: six times you- filtered, which means
0: something to someone somewhere. <laughs> but not me. I'm not that person. <laughs> okay, what are you doing? Alright, for <laughs> episode 51, I am gonna talk about the bestest girl. Oh! Katoma. Oh
1: my god! Oh, <laughs> <Cute. laughs>
0: So all the bestest boy, all of them have the bestest boys so far. That's true. So we're adding.
1: Did, were any a, of my Green Lanterns? I feel like at least one of them was like, I don't have a gender because yeah. I'm just well, a I feel probe. like
0: I was gonna say all of the creatures but in yeah. Final Fantasy are just. Either or, but any of the like specific ones that we gave any like- That we specifically said bestest boys. or Yeah, was where they were boys. Bestest girl. Yeah.
1: G-O with an umlaut. (laughs) No. G-O-R-L. Girl.
0: (laughs) So my sources today are Wikipedia, fandom, and I've been watching, re-watching Digimon. Digital monsters. Exactly. They are the champions. Yep. Mostly when I'm sleeping, but it's fine. I've seen the series five hundred times. Yeah. So I think you we, and
1: I have watched it at least at least twice together. together.
0: So Digimon, short for digital monsters. Mm-hmm. If you haven't They're heard a hundred times already. I'm
1: one hundred percent sure we've sang the digital the digital monsters. <laughs> The Digital Monsters <laughs> song
0: in at least one episode. I'm sure we have. Yeah. I can't uh, remember if we I got sing it out. every fucking episode. Whether it makes that's, it into the episode or not is another story. But we sing every episode. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, I'm
1: filled with regret.
0: <laughs> okay, so Digimon Digital King, Monsters, Digital Monsters <laughs> is a Japanese media franchise encompassing virtual pet toys. Anime, manga, video games, films, and a trading card game. The franchise focuses on the little cute creatures who inhabit the digital world. An apparel universe that originated from Earth's various communication networks. It's the internet. So the franchise was created in 1997 as a series of virtual pets. It was influenced in style by the Tamagotchi and the Nano Giga Pet toys. Yes! Yes. I didn't have a Tamagotchi until I was older when they, like, re-released them, but I had, like, four Giga Pets.
1: I had a cat Giga
0: Pet. I had, like, four dog Giga Pets. are you surprised? I've
1: told you this story, but the first time it died, I was... Out apple picking with my family, and I had it still with me. And I had gone to the porta potty, and it died. And then I came out and cried. <laughs> at the end. Uh, and then I think I had it, I had a couple tamagotchis because I know I had one that was taken away from me at school. No. That's a lie.
0: They're like, don't bring it. And I yeah. was like, obviously, I'm going to fucking well, bring gonna it. Obviously, I'm going to bring it. Yeah, I had like. It might die. I had like four. Do you want that death on your nanopets. conscience? Nano pets. My parents never got me Tamagotchis, but they got me mm-hmm. multiple nano pets. They were all dogs. Yep. And this then. This is my surprise face. And then also, I had one of them. you did
1: this to yourself. It's,
0: it's true. <laughs> and um, I had a, a Neopets came out with one. And I oh had the little God. Aisha, the little cat. Yeah, and it, yeah, they had, it was like a whole flip thing and a little scene, but in a little screen. That's so cool. Yeah, so I had yeah, that one. I never had that. And then Tamagotchi came out with like mm-hmm. a second edition years later, and this was when I was like, it was, I was like 17 or something, so I was working. The nostalgia edition. Yeah, and uh, so I bought myself a Tamagotchi then. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, All they were right. so fun. They were fun. Pokemon had one that, for a minute, mm-hmm. the, their Pikachu one.
0: And literally, yeah. I still get that song stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, the creatures were first designed to look cute and iconic, um, even on the little cute small device screens. Hmm. And later developments had them created with a harder edge style influenced by American comics. The franchise gained momentum with its first anime incarnation, Digimon Adventure, and an early video game, Digimon World, both released in 1999. Uh. Several anime series and films based off of them were released, and the video game series has expanded into genres such as role-playing, racing, fighting, and MMORPGs. What's the role-playing? That sounds so fun. Yeah, I have... One of them, just give for my me PlayStation like D and but it's
1: just yeah. Digimon. I know. They're like you're twelve. You have a small animal that is gonna talk to you and be your best it's friend. True. Yeah,
0: I have. Like I said, I when I first moved here, I had a gift card and I went and bought up to GameStop and I bought a Digimon game. I'm not sure where it is, but mm-hmm. I have it for the PlayStation Four. So in 1996, the Tamagotchis were released. They were created by Akihiro Yokoi. Akai M- uh, Meta and Takeichi Hongo. The Tamagotchi was the, one of the inspirations for the first release of the Digimon franchise, which was marketed in June 1997. If I could go into my Tamagotchi
1: world or my Giga Pet world, they would just kill me and eat me because I have already killed them so
0: many times. It's true. It's true. Well, in the Nanopet world, they didn't die. They ran away from home. <laughs> Because he didn't care for them good enough. I don't know if that makes me feel so better or you worse. You would go and look on your screen, and he would just be walking away with a little bag over his head. Could and you would... stop him? No, he was gone already. That's so. He had a little thing over his shoulder, and I think it said like "bye" or something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ransom, please don't run away. I'm gonna be triggered. Uh, he is <laughs> obsessed with you. He would never <laughs> run away.
1: Also, he can't figure out stairs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, they were aiming at male audience Boo. when they created it.
1: Have you considered the male audience is the stupider it's audience? It's true.
0: It was created by Akiyoshi Hongo, which was a pseudonym uh, that refers to the creators of Tamagotchi. Yeah. Uh, his device shows the players a virtual pet composed entirely of data and designed to play and fight. Alright, so in February 1998, the Digimon fighting game, compatible with Windows 1995, and developed by Rapture Technologies, Inc., was um, announced a one-shot manga, Come on, Digimon, designed by Tenya Yabuno, and published in the Japanese uh, magazine V-Jump by Suasha in 1997. A second generation of the Virtual Pets was marked six months after the launch of the first, followed by a third in 1998. Each player starts with a baby-level Digimon that has a limited number of attacks and transforms to make the creature stronger by training and nourishing this creature. When the player is successful in a workout, the Digimon becomes stronger. When the player fails, the Digimon becomes weak. Two digivices could be connected, allowing two players to battle with their respective creatures and innovation at the time. However, the battle is only possible for the moment the creature is in the child level or bigger. So when they're like rookie or higher. Yeah. But that was like... No baby fights. Yeah, but that was like one of the first times that you like could connect yeah. a device together and Not like fight. like. Is this pre-link cable? I think it might be. Oh my god! Yeah, but or right around the same time. But it was definitely nothing heard of for these little like devices. Yeah, just these monsters. Yeah, no. Yeah,
1: um, none of my shit did anything except for continue to die. Yes,
0: same. run away from home.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> some of us get the more brutal and metal version. Apparently, I think I had a duck too. That's
0: fucking adorable. Alright. The Digimon virtual pet game was banned in some Asian schools by being considered by parents and teachers a very noisy and violent little game.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> I mean, I got my Tamagotchi taken away. I for <laughs> right? <call> you kids. <laughs> the first Digimon were created by Japanese designer Kenji Wantanabe, influenced by American comics, which ...were beginning to gain popularity in Japan. And as such began to make his characters look stronger and more cool. Other types of Digimon uh, Mm. appeared which until the year 2000 totaled 279. Yeah, so that's where we go, Where Garurumon? (laughs) Where Garurumon! (laughs) My Garurumon! (laughs) So yeah, so other types of Digimon, which until the year 2000 totaled 279, came from extensive discussion and collaboration between the Bandai company members. So the Digimon anime series, which is what? I grew up on. And me. And you. Also me. Which is what I'm always gonna think of when I think of Digimon. Yeah. Was produced by uh, Toei Animation and Bandai of Japan. Beginning in 1999, an anime series was greenlit as the first of the Digimon films and aired in theaters. Originally, Digimon Adventure was supposed to be a short film, but after a a storyboard was finished, (laughs) a a request for a film to become a child television series was made, and it is like 50-something episodes long. It's so
1: fucking long. They wanted to make that a movie? Yeah. I don't know. So they're like, we want fifty bad guys. Actually, <laughs> and you're like, oh, the big bad. Oh, the big bad.
0: Oh, the oh, big, the big bad. bad. Oh, the big bad. <laughs> so several anime series have since been produced, with the first uh, six series localized in English and released in Western markets. Digimon Adventure, Adventure, or just Digimon: Digital Monsters, is the first of the series. And it's my childhood and it's where we start today. It's my faith. Cause this is where we meet our very first bestest girl in the our bestest club, Gato Yeah. There's a lot of kudos. Yes. Like cute babies. Mm-hmm. they the whole team's real good. Quick rundown, if you people don't know about the Digimon Adventure series. On August first, nineteen ninety nine, seven children are transported into the digital world by Digivices that have appeared before them at a summer camp where they befriend several Digimon. The kids Digivices allow their partner Digimon to digivolve into stronger forms and combat enemies. As the kids explore to find a way home they learn that they are the Digidestined who are children chosen to save the digital world. During their adventures the Digidestons are hunted by a demonic Digimon d- named Debimon. He uses black gears to corrupt various Digimon mm-hmm. into attacking the group. After, big bad number one. Big bad number one. After defeating Debimon, the Digidestins are contacted by Jedi and instructed to reach the server continent to retrieve artifacts called Cress, allowing their Digimon partners digi- to Digivolve into their ultimate forms as opposed to just champions. Mm-hmm. This is very much
1: like your <laughs> Starbucks like Oh my god,
0: right? It's not <laughs> like, like, I want a venti I wanna venti. I want a champion. <laughs> like the third one. Whatever the, fuck the it, I third I want the one. large one, can You can the big one and put a bunch of fucking whipped cream on it. I don't know what you're calling it. <laughs> um, the group ends up being targeted by Edamon um, once they reach the servers before Ty and Metal Greymon defeat him. And then they get sucked through a vortex into the real world. <laughs> Ty and Agamon managed to return and reunite the group when they were being kept apart by mm-hmm. demi Debimon, mm-hmm. who is a servant of Myotismon, the next big bad.
1: Yeah. My personal thing. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of love somebody who's just a vampire aesthetic come to life. Yes.
0: Essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, Myotismon. Also good voice. Yes. He's kind of hot, right? Kind of, until he gets, like, giant and has the weird talking crotch. Oh,
1: I forgot about the talking crotch. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Oh, I'm re-traumatized.
0: Yep. <laughs> All right, so Myotismon <laughs> is seeking to enter the real world to kill the eighth Digidestin member. The Digidestin follow after Myotismon forces to their home, okay. and the eighth Child is revealed to be Tai's younger sister, Kari, and Myotismon's lieutenant, Gatomon, is her Digimon partner. So that is where Gatomon enters. Drama! Following a series of battles, Myotismon is defeated. When the boundaries between the human and digital world become intersected, the Digijessens return to the digital world to the face the Dark Masters, the third big bad of the series. The most boring, if I remember <laughs> yes, correctly. Yes, they were. So I was and, like, why are wait? We- didn't we just do the thing? Yeah, we're doing a different yeah, thing. Yeah, And then a quarter, a quarter of the mega level Digimon who each took control of the part of the world. Oh, that's who the Dark Masters are. Uh, um, they took control of the digital, like different world. sections. Yeah, yeah. And if I remember correctly, it's like a big world Yeah, um, one of them's
1: a sea monster. The but.
0: digital. If I remember correctly, the digital world moves in a much quicker time. Yeah. So like when they were gone for what seemed like weeks and it only ended up being like hours so they were home for like days or even a week or two. So yeah. So I think by the time they got back it had been like months and years and these Dark Masters took over. They have to go back. They have to defeat the Dark Masters. Which they do. And then they confront someone who I don't remember at all. Apocallomon. (laughs) <laughs> don't remember him at all. Yeah, no. I'm going to have to look him um, up right now and see what he and looks And he like. wants to uh, destroy
1: both worlds. Also Apocalomon. Apocalomon.
0: Apocalomon upon your family. <laughs> yeah, don't remember him at all. Nope. But whatever. The Digidescens realize the power of their crests. Were, oh, so he destroys all their crust, but the DigiDestins realize that the power uh, wasn't their crust. It was in them all along, and they end up defeating him and they restore the digital world. And Ty and his friends have to leave their digital partners behind and return to the normal world. Now let's talk about Gatoma. Yes. Yeah. All right. right. So she was always my favorite growing up. Obviously, Padmon and Palamon were close on her heel, mm-hmm. heels, but. For being a dog person, Gatamon was always my favorite. For being a cat person, I just love Tentamon so <laughs> much. Oh my god. Alright, anyways. Gatamon is a Digimon in Digimon Adventure, Digimon Adventure 2, Digimon Try, and in the manga, Digimon Xros. That sounds good. Wars, it's just Xros. It's Rose. It could be zeros. (laughs) I hate it anyways. Yeah, whatever Um, it is, it's too complicated. And she is partnered with Kari, Kamiya, or Hikari, if you're going Japanese version. The Gatamana Digimon Adventure also appears in several movies, manga, and video games set within the Digimon Adventure. um, Continued. continuity. I got there. I got there, everyone. I believed in you
1: the entire time definitely, and I wasn't just laughing.
0: So, in the dub, uh, she speaks with a cute, uh, soft and cutesy voice mm-hmm. as opposed to in the Japanese version where Gatamon's voice sounds much older to reflect the maturity of her champion level stage. Mm-hmm. As Salomon... I'm cool with either of yes, those. me too. Like, the idea of both of those is awesome. Yes. Yeah. I'm a cute um, cat, but I also basically like your teacher. Yep. As Salamon, she acts more childlike, similar to the typical rookie-level Digimon. While as Gatomon, she acts much more like a teenager. And then as Anja Woman, she acts much more like an adult. However, in the Japanese version, she still behaves maturely, even in her child level, most of the time. Uh Salmon is so, so cute. cute. She's so cute. This particular version of Gatomon the anime one, the one that I love and that we're talking about, bears red X-shaped scars on her left paw and two scars on her right paw under the yellow gloves. From when my oldest mom used to beat her because he disliked her eyes when she was Palamon. Because she's a sweet baby and he hates love and everything that's good. No. know. Her main attack is lightning paw where she uses her long claws and attacks the opponent. She is a whole bunch of other attacks in like the video game and stuff.
1: Of course. Because you can't have one attack in yeah, a video game. Yeah, exactly. No
0: one will pay for it. I know. I wouldn't. <laughs> Gatomon was created, along with the rest of the Digidescent's Digimon, as a part of the project to help balance good and evil in the digital world. Once she was still a digital <laughs> egg connected to the Crest of Light and the Digivice, the Dark Masters attacked the facility where she was housed, and Genii fled with the eggs in hand. During his escape, though, Gatomon's Digi-egg fell and became separated from the rest of the Digimon. No! No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> And this is why when they come in and they find all their Digimon, mm-hmm. that she isn't there. But it's yes. convenient because Kari isn't there either, which exactly. we'll get into. She later hatched into Niramon and constantly waited for someone she knew she was bonded with to come and find her. She eventually later Digivolved into Salomon, and then she ended up searching for this person uh, herself because now she could walk around. But instead of finding Kari, she found Myotis' mom. Man. He took her under his wing, but during this time, he routinely abused her and he caused her to basically forget what she was doing. Salamon eventually naturally digivolved into Gadamon and became one of Myotis' mom's lieutenants. <laughs> During this time, she gained a rival on one of his other minions, Demi Devimon, and the two always competed for their master's favor. On the other hand, she gained a friend, Wizardmon, and uh, the Digimon. I know, I know. I like that you were
1: like, "I'm not going to do anything like really emotional this week, bitch."
0: <laughs> Wizardmon. Yeah. All right. And so, yeah, they were like BFFs. Alright, so Ganemon first appears to the before the Digidestin as a hyper competent, um, malicious Digimon working for Myotismon. Mom. She accompanies Myotismon and his army in the assault of the real world and in search of the eighth child that's in the predestined eighth member of the Digidestins, who Myotismon wants to destroy. Gatamon realizes that she is, in fact, the partner uh, of the 8th member, Kari Kamiya. However, Mayotisman also discovers this and captures Gatamon in order to identify Kari. When Gatamon refuses, Kari ends up willingly giving herself up because she didn't want any more um, bloodshed and she wanted Myotismon to, like, stop beating Gato Mom, Mm -hmm. and... I would do the same for (laughs) Luna.
1: It's all, like... And it was all
0: very sad, because... being like, like, I'm
1: sad and looking for my my new person. I'm Mm -hmm. like... Everyone adopt every
0: animal right right now. (laughs) (laughs) The Digidessin and their Digimon, along with Wizardmon, fight Myotismon to save Kari. Unfortunately, during the battle, Wizardmon sacrifices himself for Kari and for Gatomon, which is one of the saddest scenes. It's so fucking tragic. It's so sad. And it will it will live in me forever. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm like,
1: oh no, it hit I mean they're in the wrong time yeah but, yeah mm-hmm. like the butterfree episode no I know
0: <laughs> sorry hey I-, I could have gone so many other worse places <laughs> so that rude. one's sad but it's not like the worst <laughs> gotamon and kari are both devastated by Wizardman's death and this activates the crisis. also martha and britney <laughs> yes also martha and britney were crying and they were like nine <laughs> that's fine yep nine and like 11 11 on Saturday morning, and their parents are like, what's
1: wrong with you? My dad's probably crying, too, because he's been watching all of them with us,
0: so I'm sure he's just as emotionally invested. I can listen to, like, a handful of times my dad walked in on me watching something in the living room, and me just being like, oh. <laughs> and him just being like, okay, and walking away. Yeah. No, don't don't ask
1: me because it's just gonna be
0: worse. The main one I can always think about is when I was watching The Tudors and Anne was gonna die, and I was like, ten, obviously like fifteen minutes before it even like happened, I'm bawling my eyes out because I know it's gonna happen. But then like walks into the living room and then just like walks, and, out. yeah. And then
1: after he was like, "Are you good?" and I was like, "Yeah, I knew it was gonna happen." (laughs) It's all good. I was like, "It's history; they can't change it." Yeah, (laughs)
0: it's actual history. This (laughs) one didn't change this time. (laughs) I'm hopeful every time that somehow Anne is gonna survive. Yeah, that was not gonna happen. (laughs)
1: There was one time I was reading the Golden Compass series his dark materials, in borders, and... Crying. Actively sobbing. (laughs) And I'm still, like, reading like a normal person, just like... Like, like gross sobbing. And someone came over and was like, are you okay? I'm like... I just held up the book, and they were like... Okay. Are you gonna buy something I'm and like, i'm gonna buy some truffles <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna buy
0: some chocolate
1: to yeah. make me feel better about this probably not gonna buy a book because i still don't have a job yet because i'm like probably 12 Shit. not 12 my mom probably wouldn't have been like here you can go cry at the mall by yourself 15. when you're 12
0: yeah <laughs> so now that uh gataman and kari and martha and i are devastated and yeah. crying. <sighs> This activated the Crest of Light, which enabled Gadamon to digivolve into Anju and fight Myotismon. So, by absorbing the power of the other Digimon into one of her our, our arrows, Anju Woman it. Androman apparently seems To have destroyed Myotismon However Myotismon's spirit endures And he becomes Venom Myotismon Which I think is where he gets talking crotch hey. And after the battle hey. That's a thin <laughs> voice <laughs> <laughs> You imagine the talking crotch is Just like hey Hey, did you dust hey dust you dustins. Die <laughs> Girl You dead yet
1: it just opens like a fucking Pac-Man mouth, so my is, like, flopped over <laughs> on the back.
0: God damn it. All right, so after the battle, Gatamon and Company they win. Gatamon and, Komp- and Kampan, <laughs> They won! Gasp! They, uh, Kari and Gatamon go uh, with the other dis- Digidestins back into the digital world to fight the Dark Masters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so four years later... Is when Digimon Adventures 2 takes place, and Gautamon is also a star in this series. Well, most of them- Gautamon's always a star. There's a star. There's three new DigiDestins, but Kari and TK are once again DigiDestins. only Digi three Destins. new? Oh, I guess yeah, that's true. You, you, well, a four- or, You count, Ken.
1: Yeah, no, I was like, like I feel like there's somebody else. Yeah. And then I'm like, right, Davis has
0: 12 fucking eggs. <laughs> a bunch of eggs, but yeah. Yes, yes, it's true. <laughs> Our <laughs> God damn it. evolves it's like two eight hundred times. I know. It's true. Um a human calling himself the Digimon Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> begins conquering the digital world and enslaving Digimon. Gatamon is reunited with Kari, but had lost her tail ring while escaping a Unimon, which is the like Pegasus. I was gonna say he has a unicorn head, right? And he was under the Emperor's control. They have wearing those, like, collars. Collars, yep. And without the tail rings, holy power, Gatamon's strength is greatly reduced to roughly a rookie level Digimon, even though she is still a champion. Yeah.
1: So basically, they're like, we want her to be equal to everybody else so that she doesn't have another thing. So then we don't have yeah. to keep doing this weird thing.
0: Yep. So, Jedi does eventually return the missing tail ring. and is I think young hot, and hot? Young.
1: <laughs> I hate literally both of us. <laughs>
0: the same person when i haven't been home all month uh, oh, god damn it all right so he returns the missing tailoring to Gautamon, having found it somewhere at some point i don't know i guess it's his hot jedi powers yeah and he explains that the ring has served as a means to contain the dark energy of the digimon emperor's fortress and that the absence of the ring is also what enabled Gatamon to armor digivolve like the others, oh. despite already being the champion level. Yes. And her most common armor digivolution is uh Nefertimon yeah. Yeah. where she's like a, a Sphinx. A Sphinx.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um Padamon is like a Pegasus-y kind of same deal because they are always very similar. Mm -hmm. They have to match. They have to match because him and Kari are destined to be together. Forever and ever. They're matching Digimon. I mean, what are you going to (laughs) do? And one's a puppy and one's a cat actually true. So like Martha was talking about earlier with uh, Davis's fucking V-mon <laughs> digivolving into 400 other different forms. Yeah, it's a lot. 400 different eggs. She, Gautamon, also digivolves into Butterflymon and Tylomon because of different eggs that she gets, but I can't picture them in my head because no. they're not as, yeah. Uh, to the internet! Yeah. <laughs> So, Nefertimon is the main one that you see. There are a bunch of other ones. There's the weird, like fusion ones, yeah. and yada yada. But why not that one that looks much like an urn. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! So, first and foremost, one of the special things about Gatomon is that she is champion stage of Digimon. Mm. All the other Digidestins, Digimon, are mostly in their rookie forms, as opposed to Gatomon, who is usually always Gatomon in her champion form. So, why does Gatamon stay in her champion form for most of the time? It's because, well, first off, I'd just like to note that she's a cute little kitty in her champion form. But yeah. she still kicks a major ass. But the main reason is because strong of her- up- kitty. Yes. Strong little kitty. Uh, uh, because of her upbringing. Since she was separated from the group back then and Kari didn't even make it to the digital world the first time because she was sick at home and didn't go to camp. She ended up being raised completely different. She had to be she, way tougher. She, yep. She naturally evolved into Salamon, which most of them naturally evolved into their rookies. But because it ended up being so long until she got to Kari, and because Myotismon essentially beat her, she naturally evolved into Gatomon on her own without the help of the Digivice or her human. This allows her to stay as Gatumon when she de digivolves or sometimes after a big battle she'll go back into Salamon, which is her rookie level, which mm-hmm. is just like when all the other Digimon just go back, they'll go back into their rookie level, but when they're in a really big battle, they'll, they'll go, go to baby. into that in training stage, which is the little balls mm-hmm. and um so they essentially they go down two levels so and that puts Palamon at well, that puts Gatumon at rookie. When she's Anja Woman, because mm-hmm. she's just always one digi- step ahead of everybody else. digivolution ahead of everyone else. Yeah, that too. Yes. So now that I've officially said digivolve and digivolution nine hundred times, Let's talk about a few of the different digivolutions for Gatamon.
1: <laughs> that was like a Bugs Bunny <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I should have had a carrot sticking out of my mouth.
0: Oh, all right, Salamon. That's her rookie form. And she is a mammal type Digimon with white fur and green eyes. Mm-hmm. She carries a holy ring on her neck that later ends up mostly, I think, being like her tail ring. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like a cute little collar. It, she is a holy species child Digimon, characterized by her floppy little ears. Mm-hmm.
1: Like a sad cat. Yes. Or like a Scottish. Nah. Like, a Scottish Fold with really big ears. Yes. Like, if a Scottish Fold and a fennec fox had a oh. baby, oh my god, and then I would cry, which yes. is what I did over Salmon, so
0: fair. <laughs> uh, because she's still very young, is unable to manifest her holy powers, and isn't really even aware of her own mission, and for that reason, it she's naturally insecure, so she could become either good or evil, which is how Myotismon ended up essentially being an asshole and <laughs> yeah. Also apparently in, I don't know if this is a game or something, Salmon is an experimental Digimon that was created by Digimon researchers and because she was made um, to be intimate like pets that uh, live with people, her appearance is very uh, close to a real animal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Her attacks are Poppy Howl. <laughs> Which completely paralyzes an opponent. That was my puppy howl, by the <laughs> way, apparently. <laughs> Which completely uh, paralyzes the opponent with a super high pitched bark. Her. Anytime uh, you step on Ransom's foot. Essentially. And a few others are a uh, petite punch the stri- uh, that, that strikes the enemy with her front feet. Sledge crash or a sledge dash where she rams into the foe at full speed. Pretty Punch, Holy Shot, which causes an explosion with a small bit of, a small ball of light. And then Happy Paw, that fires a beam of holy energy. (laughs) I know. I know. Alright, so Anja Woman, yep. who I love and who I want to be at some point. She's also on my list. Anja woman is an angel Digimon that is the appearance of a beautiful woman. Although she's previously classified as angel type, it is actually confirmed that she's an archangel type uh, because of the greatness of her abilities. Bitch. It's also a trait that I didn't know, mm. but makes sense that a Digimon that is in the angel. Type that is a champion only has six wings, aka Anjaman oh, while wow. Ultimate Angels have eight wings, aka Anjaman slash Holy uh, uh Woman slash Holy Anjaman which is what Anjaman evolves into into his Ultimate form. And you never see their eyes, so they could have a lot. Yep, it's true. We don't know what's under those masks. A bunch of fucking a bu- eyes. I'm assuming at least eight eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, her main attack is Celestial Arrow where she shoots a holy arrow made of thunder whose powerful lightning strike is also known as Heaven's Punishment. A few others from the games are the, there is uh, Heaven's Charm which crushes the opponent with a deadly cross of holy light okay. which is packed with beauty and affection and demonstrates the strongest efficiency against evil powers of the Digimon and Digital World Data Squad. It's whispered like an angel and lures the enemy to sleep. Ooh. Yep. Uh, There's one called Holy Slap, where she literally just slaps them with a slap full of love. Can I get that one? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) And as I said earlier, in the anime, they really only have their, like, one attack. Yeah. These are a bunch of attacks from the games. Makes sense. Because, yeah, it's a game. You need more than one attack. Yeah. All right, the last one that we're gonna talk about is Mom, mm-hmm. which makes her debut Nefertimon.
1: in. Nefertimon! Yes, she's
0: a crazy little voice. Yes. <laughs> which
1: <Would laughs> kind of like that? Yep. <laughs> That's which good makes
0: enough. her debut in Digimon Adventures 2. So, this is an armored uh, digivolved form, and it's uh, animal like, and she digivolves through the power of the digi egg of light the Digi Egg of Light has obviously once again the attribute of light and those who don the Digi Egg will have the ability to purify darkness with the intense power of light even though Gatomon is not a descendant of an ancient species it's a- she's able to y- Armor Digivolve by awakening the special abilities that sleep within her composition data cuz yeah. she's special
1: well and also that's like the coolest and weirdest and like most mind fucky part of Digimon, that they're just
0: data. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're all digital code. Yep. Mindfuck. So they're all just ones and zeros. One zero zero one 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 zero. I... That means nothing. <gasps> zero one 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 zero zero zero. <laughs> God damn it. We'll yes. never grow old.
1: Yes. Also, we never have to learn any other binary it's jokes true, because we have one. That's what
0: we have. Yep. <laughs> All right. Nefertimon's main attack is Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. She summons a megalith with ancient inscriptions engraved in digicode to attack her enemies. <laughs> Her other attacks are <laughs> Queen's Paw, that fires jewels from the bracers on her paws. That's sick. Cat's Eye Beam, which produces a red high temperature beam from the ornament on her brow, and others such as Hot Foot and Rocking Stone. She also has a combined attack with Pegasus Mon, Padamon's armor digivolve mm-hmm. state, and it's called Golden Noose, where they Ugh. find their enemies with a rope of golden light. <laughs> yeah. Gatumon is a main feature in many of the games. She's also in the New Try and in the remaster of the Digimon Adventure that we need to watch. She's cute, lovable, and can kick some ass in any form. And she's special because she actually has a backstory other than just like, we were hatched and we were waiting for you. I met you and we're best friends. And also her best friend was Wizardon. And we're all sad. And we're all sad about it. So there yeah. we go. That is our newest addition and our first female member to our cutest little besties buddies club. Best now it just clubs. has to be bestie buddy.
1: I will snuggle you all. <laughs> <laughs> Time to grab your pillow and join the Geek Father and Little Bit for discussions on current, nostalgic, and speculative happenings in pop culture nerd news, fandom histories, deep dive discussions, reviews, and more. It's like listening to your closest friends have a nerdy conversation. So sit back, relax, and let the Blurred Nerds podcast embrace you with their warm, goofy goodness. It's nerd goals for your ear holes right here on the ESO Network. Okay, so I didn't want to do comics.
0: Yeah, I was like, definitely stay away from comics for a little
1: Again, bit. right after doing so much comic yep. stuff. But with the comics? end of Bucky Sam <laughs> and the introduction of one of my favorite characters that's kind of a C-lister <laughs> that most people don't know about, I kind of had to. Okay. So yes, I am doing comics <laughs> and I am doing Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. Of
0: uh, Contessa, Contessa
1: Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. Val to very, very few. She's hot.
0: Ugh,
1: so hot. Uh Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine is a uh fictional espionage agent. You can tell these aren't Wikipedia's <laughs> words. Oh, I didn't say wikipedia marvel fandom my sources and also an article that was literally just written on cbr that's uh, valentina Allegra de la fontaine what we know about her from the marvel comics so she is a fictional espionage agent appearing in marvel comics uh, created by writer artist jim steranko she first appeared in the Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. feature in Strange Tales 159 in 1967 1967 oh, I know way back when so she's a classic character that didn't get a lot of love until like, well she know got a lot of love then and then like it was a big break Yeah, I always liked her because I like Nick Fury mm-hmm. she's basically a Bond girl yeah. which I'm gonna go into in a second but like you know of course it makes 100% sense Quick note, why don't we still have Strange Tales? Because uh, what a good idea. Instead of DC's weird current thing where they're like, would you like to vote on our next comic book? And I'm like, I know I'm not going to get what I want because not everybody wants what I want. Uh, you could just have pieces of tales and then eventually they could become their own comic, which is what the Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing mm-hmm. <sighs> did. It's Bye. such a good idea. It would be super sick, but Bye. that aside is over. Okay. Like you mentioned in probably our first episode about Sharon. SHIELD is an acronym that's changed over the years. Yep. Uh the spy thing was a big thing during the sixties and very successful and Marvel capitalized on that, and also the whole acronym thing that was a trend. Yes. With SHIELD. Yep. So they had Nick Fury be part of SHIELD and he was like a big spy and he had all these cool gadgets and shit like that and it was a big hit with readers. But uh Jack Kirby and Stanley really only adapted the spy element and the gadgets of both James Bond and Man from Uncle. But one of the prominent aspects of both series was the love interests of the heroes. And by this point, Bond's uh, love interests had already gained the term Bond girls. Which, you know, makes sense. I don't know my Bond timeline very well. I know you do, so I won't say a lot of shit about it. <laughs> because then I'll just be putting my foot in my mouth because I didn't write it down. But yeah, so Jim Steranko had taken over on writing and art duties on the series, and he introduced his own version of the Bond Girl with Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine, who is perfection. Uh, Valentina, I'm just going to call her Val from now on because we're pals. I was going to say you can call
0: her Val or Contessa. Yeah. I've cosplayed her twice. She was on my list Question long mark? ago. And then you wow. had your debacle of putting it on the wrong side. Yes, <laughs> And then I was like, mmm. see
1: the Jessica Jones debacle. I can't remember which episode that one is in, but I know it's in one. Yep. Yep. So Val is, uh, was a member of the European jet set and a um, a citizen of Italy. You can tell that's also ripped from the pages of Wikipedia. <laughs> and after her parents were both killed in... Some unspecified resistance uh, movement, of course. I know. Uh, the Contessa found her life meaningless, <laughs> desiring to carry on in their places so their deaths would not be in vain. She was eventually contracted by the International Espionage Agency, S.H.I.E.L.D., and entered a training program to become an agent. She was actually um, brought in by Dum Dum Dugan. Oh. Yeah, he was the one who recruited Good old her. Dum Dum. I know, right? Her first appearance is so great. First of all, she's cute as shit. She's in like this, like, little basically like shield bathing suit. Mm-hmm. In her first appearance, uh, Nick Fury is for some reason shirtless. It's like a a Jim Kirk shirtless thing where I'm like, I mean, it's fine. But also I'm like, okay, it's fine. Uh, After some battle and he's basically like on the ground swooning or whatever. And Captain America uh, is there and he's checking on him. He's swooning over Captain America? He's swooning under Captain (laughs) America. (laughs) There's no one else to put that. He is swooning on the ground and Cap's like, are you okay, buddy? (laughs) And Cap's like, uh, we should call a medic and he's like, I'm fine, toxic masculinity, blah blah blah. And then yeah. Contessa is all of a the sudden there <laughs> in her like cute Baby bathing suit. suit and like headband whole fucking look, and she's like, It's fine, I'll treat you for your injuries and he's like, Uh what? I'm fine. Also, what are you doing here? And here's a direct quote <laughs> Spy game ain't no place for women. Uh, yeah. and she's like okay cool judo flips him over her shoulder and it's like i guess you can take care of yourself bitch <laughs> she doesn't say bitch but you know it's very implied <laughs> so yeah that <laughs> impressed him and then she kept impressing him and the two and eventually become lovers and their relationship continued for many years I am very interested to see how they're going to do this in the MCU or if they are going to do this in the MCU. Whatever. Valentina actually ended up moving in with Nick for a while, but it's not all great because Val is a whole lot of stuff. And, and she So
0: isn't Nick Fury. Nick
1: Fury's a whole a whole ass disaster. And uh Val is just kind of a bitch. Um, <laughs> she really enjoys playing games, like that's a hundred percent who she is as a person. So, uh she gets jealous of him like having a previous relationship and then she ends up flirting with Cap a bunch in front of him, <laughs> Nick Fury to make him jealous. Which and worked, Cap is just like But like they had like a like Nick Fury and Cap had a fucking falling out over Val being just a, a bitch. A bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor Cap is probably like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, literally, all I can
1: see is Val like in the back, just watching everybody tear each other apart and like laughing hysterically. And then uh, it all the real civil war out. Yeah, I, I'd watch that one. Hey, oh, I said. <sighs> something that wasn't Nitro whenever I was talking about fucking Civil War last week. And it was wrong. And I meant Nitro. I know I was wrong. Corrections corner. Yep. Um, But yeah, so she they do a bunch of dumb shit. It eventually works itself out. Also (laughs) another problem with her flirting with Steve Rogers at this point is that he is Kind of with Sharon Curtis. I was going to say, episode. isn't he just
0: always with Sharon? Yes. Yes. And, uh... Longest relationship in comics. Sharon's like, what the fuck? Why are you such a bitch about this?
1: Can you she's stop? like, uh, it's
0: just I'm kind of fun. bored. And
1: I'm just, you know, doing that, you know. I just enjoy watching other people's drama and heartache. It's fun. Whatever. Yeah. So uh Sharon was like, I'm really not super into this whole fucking deal. So they were not friends. What are you going to do? Also, so I Val. Mean fair.
0: I, I, I mean, fair. I don't blame Sharon. Yeah, no. Sharon's
1: like, please stop flirting with my boyfriend. Val's like, but it's funny. But, but
0: it's really funny. Can you and stop it's also flirting with my boyfriend? My boyfriend kind of jealous. Because everyone real mad. I know. Nick Fury's the that... pissed and Steve's confused because yes. he doesn't understand. Yes. That's, yes. <laughs> Steve doesn't get that you're flirting with him, but I do and your boyfriend's pissed. So can we stop? <laughs> so
1: all of the things that I'm trying to do are working is what you're saying.
0: Cool. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay.
1: Uh, so she was also at one point... Appointed the leader of Shield's Them Force.
0: I talked about that.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, I was like, Lady Team! And then I was like, oh yes, I remember this. And then I was like,
0: literally, the only people who are named in it It are Sharon and her. Yeah. And she kept trying to be a bitch to Sharon the whole fucking time. (laughs) i like, talking about that. They end up, like, whether well, there's the okay one where she specifically with, like, told Sharon the wrong time to- yeah. <laughs> so she'd be late. Like, why are you like this, Val? What's,
1: what's fucking wrong <laughs> with you? Like, it's, it's like, so petty. <laughs> like, you're such a, like, amazing super spy and you're really good at your fucking job, but also you're such a petty bitch. And what are you, what, what's the point? where, What do you expect to get out of this? Except for some laughs and less friends. (laughs) You can put that on her headstone. (laughs) Here for some laughs and less friends. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so FemForce did their whole thing. They kind of worked together. FemForce was also during her being like, Oh, Steve, you're so strong in front of everyone and all of that fucking goon shit. So stupid. I love it more than literally anything in my life. So, so dumb. It doesn't work super well because Sharon is Sharon and Val is Val. Val. (laughs) These are not personalities that work well together or at all. So in the following years after that, uh, Val would become one of the uh, organizations of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s top operatives with her impeccable skills in hand-to-hand combat, marksmanship, at a nearly perfect level of expertise, and strong leadership capabilities. She would even become S.H.I.E.L.D.'s liaison to the United Kingdom, where she was assigned to help Union Jack after Nick Fury went underground. Which I was like, oh, I always forget about all of, like, Britain's people that aren't Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> Which the is the only whole one that matters. Freaking deal of complicated. Yeah. So this whole deal falls off for a bit. And then they bring her back into things in, I think, the early 2000s. Uh, don't quote me on the dates because I'm not good at any dates. But yeah, so it's revealed shortly after the secret war, which is something that happens before secret invasion, that a Skrull agent posed as a uh, Contessa in order to spy on Nick Fury and learn as many secrets as possible. However, Fury grew suspicious and killed the agent, who then reverted to her true shape, thus revealing the invasion to Fury. After the death of Captain America, a second imposter posing as Contessa approached Dum-Dum Dugan with the intent of learning the location of Fury whom the Skrulls were seeking. After he was like, "Mm, I don't know, fake Contessa just stabs him with claws that are like Wolverine claws for no reason. Uh, uh, And then throws Dum-Dum Dugan's body into the ocean and takes his place. Yeah, so there's a lot of like Surprise, she was a scroll! Surprise, she was still a scroll! Which is really funny when you get to the actual ending reveal. Where Where she's she's a scroll! She's not a scroll, she is a bunch of other fucking (laughs) shit. And it's all ridiculous. But you know, what are you gonna do? She's a
0: bitch! (laughs) (laughs) That's not a secret.
1: So in the premiere of the Secret Warriors series, where Nick Fury is fighting back against uh, Norman Osborn's hammer. I thought you were going to say hair. <laughs> Please fight back. So the one thing we really need to fight back against. Is Norman Osborne's. I just feel like there are things that we could be doing to prevent this from happening in comics. <laughs> Have you considered
0: God cutting off his it. head
1: and then we never have to see him again? No, apparently not. Okay, so yeah, Nick Fury's fighting back against Hammer and probably Norman Osborn's hair because who isn't fighting against that? Only people who are not sane. Uh, and it is shown that Hydra has always controlled S.H.I.E.L.D. right from the start. So, you know, this is comics being like, we're gonna also follow with where we went with our movies because we want our continuities to sort of line up, no. even though they never will. No. Comics are always doing that though. They're like, have you thought about bringing the movie in, but in the most tangential and confusing and shitty way? Can't put with Hydra. Yeah, that, that storyline can eat my ass. Um, so Contessa secretly joined Hydra, taking on the identity of Madam Hydra. So, fuck you, Viper, I guess. And also, <laughs> hold on, we haven't even gotten there. Uh, she manipulated Hydra into taking a powerful artifact from, uh, the Silver Samurai, and then she betrayed Hydra to the Shadowy Leviathan, which is another organization. She nearly killed Viper, and then they were able to, like, sort of revive her by putting an octopus on her head for a little while. I'm not 100% sure. It's coming! And yeah, so she's been a Russian mole this entire time because that is Marvel's favorite game.
0: That's only that's Marvel's only game. game. Yeah.
1: Uh she's working for the Fair formerly Russian. uh Soviet espionage group called Leviathan, which I guess was in the um Agent Carter show. They had a little bit yes. of that. Yeah.
0: <sighs>
1: LOL. Um
0: man I wish
1: that show got more. I uh, 1,000 fucking percent agree. (sighs) Rage from last week, too. I know. So she's literally like, I'm not a S.H.I.E.L.D. or a HYDRA. I'm this other thing. But I'm pretending to be all of the other ones, too, because... Why not? like, girl, take a fucking nap. Oh, my God. How are you doing a thousand things? It's so much. But, yeah, so apparently her family had been deeply entrenched in the whole leviathan thing before she was approached to join shield or hydra or anybody her parents were killed by other agents so her parents were still killed either way big bummer also we don't know her real last name because it's probably something fucking russian but you've been going around with this name that's four names or f- seven names or 12 names so she's really russian i don't know like she's that. really russian i guess like she's russian you know who was Russian? The people who wrote this storyline.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: It's true though. Uh they're like also this. <laughs> it was a disappointment when they were like, Oh, secretly she's been this the entire time. And it was like, Oh, well, I really like They're it. not
0: Hydra, they're Russian. Yeah. Or both. Or both. Sometimes you're both. Sometimes you are. Sometimes you're
1: both, and then you go in and you kill a couple of their members because it's funny, and they put an octopus on one of their heads because that's also (laughs) funny. What
0: is happening? Um,
1: yeah. It's a whole fucking question. But yeah, so she's been a double, triple, quadruple agent from the start. Blah, blah, blah. Recently, in the pages of the Ravencroft miniseries, which I have not read Valentina is seen as a member of Janus, which is J-A-N-U-S. It's an acronym. I was going to say, what does that stand for? (laughs) I don't know, because I didn't look that up. I looked into it, and then I didn't read it. So in her whole fucking thing, after everything comes out, Leviathan and Hydra have like a big fucking war between the two of them. She ends up going to jail, and then Nick Fury...
0: Breaks her out. But she's a fucking traitor, Nick Fury. Yeah,
1: well, like, so, I don't know what Janice is in fucking Marvel, but Janice in either Greek or Roman mythology, I can never remember which witch is which, is
0: a two-faced god. Like, that's literally the fucking you sure point. Janice just isn't Jarvis as a female?
1: Janice is, no, so it's J-A-N-U-S,
0: so that's like a male name. Yeah, but I was just making a joke. That's fair. Janice. Janice and Travis. J and J. We're team J and J. Get your fucking COVID shot. Oh my God. (laughs) But yeah, so Val's parents were part of
1: Leviathan way back in the D Were they Russian? I'm confused. I read several articles. Some of them say Russian. The other one says her parents were in Italy. But were they Russian parents in Italy? What the fuck is the whole deal? Is she actually a countess? I I have so many questions, and there are no answers. Because Marvel doesn't know. Yeah, no, they fucking don't. <laughs> They built this on the way down and they did a bad job. And it's fine. I mean, I've done the same thing, but also, no one's fucking paying me to do that shit, so it's a different thing. <laughs> like, figure out your backstory. God damn it. This is a character you've had for like many, many years, and you're like, surprise! She's a bunch of other fucking things. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, she was already a bitch. Couldn't she just be a bitch? I mean, I guess Maria Hill took over head bitch position. Sumi, <laughs> like, where's the stupid femme force now? I know, right? God damn it. Now that we don't have just two female members of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Nick Fury's like, I think a femme force would be great. And it's like, are you just making us work together because we hate each other right now? Because <laughs> it's really annoying. He's like, maybe. I thought this was going to be hot, but. No, this mm-hmm. isn't. I thought, I thought. This is Scott making the, I thought this was going to be a threesome face. <laughs> Oh.
0: oh, wait, oh, you I guess, hate each other?
1: I guess now I get no ladies. <laughs> the end is very sad. So, since we're not going to end on a depressing note since this isn't last week, uh, I actually <laughs> yeah, two <laughs> stupid things. So, spoiler for Sam Bucky, so if you don't want to hear anything about that, I mean, you've heard about Val, but that's nothing to do with anything. You can just hit the, like... 30 30 seconds seconds.
0: yeah fast forward
1: but julia louis dreyfus is not the first person to actually play val the first person (laughs) is lisa rinna i don't even know who that is oh my god okay this is a whole fucking thing i have to show you (laughs) okay she was on days of our lives
0: oh yeah okay yeah you know her
1: yes Mm -hmm. She was on a bunch of other fucking shit, I which I don't know. not know her
0: from Days of Her Lives, because I didn't yeah. watch that. I know you watched from, All My Children in My says, House. She was
1: on some, like, reality TV Yeah, show, that's probably that's where, that's where I know, I her, know her, from. her from. Yeah, And, like, gossip mags. Yeah. But, yeah, so she was apparently the contessa to David Hasselhoff.
0: I was gonna say David Hasselhoff!
1: Nick Fury in 1998.
0: <sighs> Um, we should see if we can stream that I bet anywhere. I it's somewhere. Oh, my God. So <sighs> bad. So stupid. I've never seen it, but I just know it so it's so bad. A... David fucking half And Lisa Rinna. None of that is a good thing.
1: <laughs> and then another goofy story about Contessa. So basically Stranco, uh Jim Steranko wanted Contessa to be his Bond girl but Marvel was like oh, I don't know about anything sexy it sounds scary uh,
0: we deal with nerd boys. Like
1: I don't know how you don't understand how this works but it's fine. But yeah so the longer Storanko was on the series the more he tried to kind of like push the envelope which you're not pushing it very far just like a tiny bit open but here we are and and then it led to some interesting and funny censorship in Strange Tales 168. So there's this page tall version of Val and it's seen from the back, and the original version, like, because it's it's like a black with red shine outfit. And the original version, you see the shine everywhere, so you can see that he definitely, like, was like, but! (laughs) Here's a but. Here's an ass. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) when Marvel published it, they just blacked out her entire ass. (laughs) I'm sure that didn't look weird, or it wasn't like, here's also an ass! (laughs) (laughs) It looked much weirder, Uh. but worse. So in... Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. number two, where Fury and Contessa are alone at Nick Fury's apartment, and uh, Comics Code specifically requested that Marvel remove the lines on Contessa that suggest her cleavage. So she still has a cleavage window, like a boob window. It just is, like, skin. It looks... uh, Here, hold on. I saved all these pictures so that you could see them because they're fucking ridiculous, and I laughed so hard. And it didn't even need to be a big line.
0: Just no. put a tiny little line right there. You show literally it.
1: later in the like in this specific comic, there's just some woman who's like, like a bystander who has a little bit of cleavage. And they were like, we don't want to make her sexy. So yeah, they took that out. And then probably the most famous case of Marvel editing scenes was uh, later in the same sequence. There's basically a sequence where it's clear that they're like, gonna do it. You know. Nick,
0: oh, wow, exactly. Wow. Which
1: I'm like, they're living together. They've been romantic for several years. Contessa is Contessa, and Nick Fury is Nick Fury. Obviously, they've been doing it. It's comics.
0: It's weird comics It's weird bullshit. comics in so, weird yeah. times of so, whatever.
1: It's good, though. I mean, it's bad, but it's it's so fucking stupid and funny. So, uh, Starenko had originally drawn in one of the panels, there's a phone where the phone is off the hook. Like, we're doing it. Don't call us. And Marvel had another artist literally draw the phone back on the hook because it was too suggestive. And then there was... Um, Aren't you
0: glad we don't live in the, like, yeah. 70s yes. or whenever this was? Yes. And you know what? You're all fucking on drugs and having mm-hmm. fucking orgies anyways. Just fucking let it go. Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah, so that is too suggestive and then another one of the things in the same scene is the two of them like embracing but they're both wearing clothes and (laughs) they completely took it out and they had somebody on the production staff take fury's gun from earlier and copy it and put it on the last panel like next to some flowers except for it's like his gun in a holster like slung over a chair and it's very phallic and it's very suggestive and it's one of those things where it's like I know you were trying to make this less sexy but you, kind of but made you made it just more. made it much weirder <laughs> and this is definitely no one's missing what's fucking going on there uh, eventually, Steranko was like, the micromanaging isn't worth it, and I'm fucking out of here. And this isn't what I want to do. And then he never really did comics anymore, which is a big bummer, because he was really awesome. But just that story is so fucking silly in here. So <laughs> this is the original with A, you're not cleavage. No
0: cleavage.
1: B, the phone is on the hook. And this- I know,
0: it's so random. Why- <sighs> So stupid. That and makes then no sense. This is
1: what it was supposed to be.
0: Yeah. This makes it seem like they're already fucking doing it. Yeah. This is just like they're, they're just hugging. Racing. And you know, being a couple because yeah. that's what they are. And that one you're like, oh,
1: oh, I know what's going on. Well, let me find the one with her ass because that's also fucking <laughs> hilarious. I was like, what is happening? Okay, so first of all, here's a random lady in one of those panels with cleavage. Who is just a random lady. <laughs> and it's like It's literally like the next panel over, and they're like, it's fine. And then here is sad no ass versus
0: ass. She
1: goes like
0: and beautiful it, ass that she obviously would have yeah. to like pancake butt.
1: Well, and also there's nothing there. It's like you were they
0: were like, We're not gonna do anything. Well, and well, it just it's just like You are trying to censor it, but now it just looks like bad fucking art. It just looks fucking weird. Yeah, like, you look like you did a bad job Mm -hmm. fucking drawing and coloring this. So
1: we'll post a bunch of these pictures because they're all really funny and you guys should see them. But yeah, so that is uh, Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. I love her so, so much. I wish that they didn't make her into a bad guy, but what are you going to do? At least she's still a bitch. And I'm really excited to see what she does in the MCU because that's going to be fucking baller. We good.
0: So, yeah, that's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Have a great rest of your week. As always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe. That would be so Please cool. do it up on Apple Podcasts, which is where you can find mm-hmm. us. Also on Spotify.
1: We're also on the ESO Network and on Podbean. I'm still going to advocate for you to steal your friend's phone when you can see your friends again and also rate us on their phone and subscribe.
0: Yep. It's fine. It's all good. Um, Otherwise, everyone, we will see you next Tuesday. I burped. I know.
1: (laughs) I caught you. I got you. I got to end the thing. So cool. Let's do all of our weird theme songs at the same time.
0: Ditt, ditt, ditt. Digimon. pop? Ditt, 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 Hey! <laughs> this has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon, or by shopping for the Tee Public store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.